Welcome to another episode of At The Gate, where we discuss topics that will help you live and love like Jesus better each and every day. I'm Pastor Sean. And I'm Pastor Jason Winters. And today's topic is accountability. What is it? Uh, How do we live by it? And why do we need it? So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Pastor Jason, uh, just in your own life, what, how have you seen accountability as a need mm-hmm. and what's kind of been your, just your progression of understanding in that area? Well, as far as what accountability is, we see the Bible calling Christians to live a certain way. Um, we're not called to live a certain way so that God accepts us. We're called to live a certain way because God has saved us because we're already accepted by God. We've chosen to say, I'm a believer in Christ. Uh, I want to follow in my Savior's footsteps. I want to not just say I believe in Christ, but I want to live like I believe in Christ. That's what Mm -hmm. a saving faith is. It's one that brings about change. Um, But we are constantly falling back, at least for me, I'm constantly falling back uh, into old ways of thinking, old habits, old worldly uh, patterns, And that's part of our sanctification process of becoming more like Christ is learning to go, no, I'm not going to give into my old ways. I'm going to follow the Spirit's leading instead. And the Bible calls us to be accountable to one another and and to actually, you know, there's parts of Scripture that say we need to confess our sins to one another. Um, This is where I'm struggling. This is where I'm tempted. This is where I failed. Um, Not for the purpose of people being able to say, shame on you, but for purpose the purpose of people coming alongside you and saying, okay, how do we do better? How do we uh, walk with Christ more closely in his steps? Um, We're also called in scripture to, as you know, to spur one another on towards good deeds. And so we're supposed to be doing this journey with Christ in um, connection and unity with each other. And that means calling each other out at times. It's interesting because accountability is... It's biblical. We see it in Scripture. We will be held accountable. We're accountable to God, but God also calls us to be accountable to one another, as, as you've said. But even in the secular world, things outside of church-related things, we see accountability with, with people's fitness goals, with their sure. eating habits. In marriage, mm-hmm. we have a marriage. You know, when we get married, we make a covenant. And the idea behind that is we're, we're being accountable to this is what I'm going to do. These are my vows. And so... I love that it's a part of our culture, whether you're a Christian or not. And the reason it's there is because it, it provides boundaries. It gives us an aim. And I think so often people think of accountability as keeping me from doing bad things. Mm -hmm. And that's how my perception of accountability was for the longest time was accountability is there to make sure I don't sin. And it honestly wasn't until I was in my first year of full-time ministry here at the church, which is kind of embarrassing, but that's when I realized that accountability is not just about keeping me from doing the bad things, but it's to, like you said, spur one another on to love and good deeds. There's a, there's a, I'm not just running away from sin in my life. I'm pursuing righteousness. It talks about that in scripture. And uh, I remember sitting at a study, we were actually doing a, a group Uh, Bible study with Grace Community Church's life group, and Pastor Phil over at Grace was uh, going through a book by J.I. Packer, and it was called The Pursuit of Holiness. And in that book, he talks about um, the idea of accountability in one of the sections, and he brings up James 5. Uh, in, In James 5, it talks about confessing your sins to one another, and you will be healed. And then out of that, he talks about 
But it's not just about confessing your sins. It's about aiming yourself towards good deeds mm-hmm. and righteousness, purity, faith, love. But that healing is necessary. If we're not real with each other about the sin in our life, then we're not going to be real about the direction we want to head. Mm-hmm. So uh, just in your personal life, uh, what has you, been your experience as far as understanding the necessity of being real with somebody sure. about the things going on in your life, not just God, but, but with mm-hmm. other people in your life. Yeah. Um, so a big one in my life is I've shared with, um, lots of people. I've talked about it in sermons at the church was, uh, my struggle with pornography, uh, throughout, um, a lot of my life and started at a very young age with some, uh, encounters that I had as a four and five year old. Um, and then that got me into this, uh, you know, progression of, um, sexual deviancy that went through my, through my young years and into high school and into college. And, um, and even as a professing Christian, I was, I gave my life to Christ when I was nine years old and it was, it was something that, that had its hooks in me. Um, so, and I remember even into my uh, couple years of my marriage, we're sitting in a Bible study together and we were talking about the, the, subject of pornography came up and I remember hearing uh, one of the ladies in the session said well man if I ever catch my husband then we're done I'm done with him and I remember that just striking fear in my heart I'm like okay well I guess I can never be honest with with my wife about what I struggle with with my addiction and um, luckily uh, and uh, not luckily but thank God um, he didn't let that solidify in my life because uh, from there I, I really began to feel feel uh, a propensity to bring this to light bring this this dark part i knew it was wrong i knew it was dark i knew it was not what god wanted from me so i uh, i finally came forward and said hey honey we need to start putting some password protecting (laughs) stuff on our entertainment and on our computers and stuff because this is a problem for me and um so i brought that to light Uh, i began i shared with you i Mm -hmm. shared with other other good friends that i could trust um that would hold me accountable in this area and people that weren't gonna, you know, one of the, one of the most, the fear, the biggest fear I had was, especially with sharing with my wife is my wife looking at me and saying, you disgusting man. Yeah. And, uh, feeling that shame. And, and I didn't get that response. I got a response of how can I help you and, and of love. And, and so I share that because I've experienced, um, so of a lifting of that burden, uh, on my life, it doesn't mean temptation's gone. It doesn't mean I don't still, you know, struggle with with thoughts and, and things that pop into my mind. But I'm on a different trajectory now. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to hide it. I'm trying to bring it to light. And like you said, aim in the different direction. It's called repentance, right? That's yeah. when we turn 180 degrees from what we were doing, and we go in a in a different route. So we aim at at righteousness. Um, so I don't expect perfection from myself. I don't think my accountabilities partners expect for perfection but we do expect honesty let's just be honest about where we're struggling how we're struggling and um, when that is the direction um, it then there's a fight when we're trying to hide it then there's no fight because you're just giving in and um, I've, sh- I've shared this several you know, many times with many different people and I've had uh, Lots of men come up and say, thank you for being honest and real because it led to me being honest and real with my friends and with my wife and it's brought healing. And um, so I've seen 
taking that step of vulnerability and taking that really scary step of being honest about where I struggle um, as I've seen the fruit in other people when they when they take that step too. Well, we have an enemy that wants us to be in isolation, and that's where I think sin gets its li- gets its life is is in isolation. And so when we, especially when we're young and we go through stuff, you know, I I was not introduced to um, the biblical uh, definition of of what sex is for and all that stuff. I I, I let the world kind of train me up and show sure. me what it's supposed to be. I had friends who weren't who weren't believers. And honestly, there was still, there was even some friends who were believers who kind of led me astray uh, when I was younger mm-hmm. and I didn't really have conversations with parents and the school, obviously they have the health class and I learned some stuff there, but a lot of my learning happened then. And then I, I found out as I grew in my faith, okay, the Bible has stuff to say about this, but isn't this stuff supposed to be dirty? We're not supposed to talk about yeah. this kind of stuff. And I know this is, sounding like it's strictly about pornography and lust, but this is just the practical aspect. There's a lot of people out there that have sin in their life that they feel like they're the only ones going through this. Therefore they cannot share it with anybody. So uh, I just want to take a moment to say, if you're somebody who's struggling with this, you're not the only person in the world that's ever struggled with whatever you're struggling with. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make that clear, but um, understanding God's design and then understanding what the enemy wants me to do with it. Mm -hmm. And I carried a lot of baggage kind of like you growing up. And it wasn't until, um, I met my wife, Hannah at the time. She wasn't my wife, obviously, but, um, you weren't married before I was not married to her before I was married to her. That's, that's good. Which is weird, but it's kind of interesting. I remember this feeling of, I was dating her and it was the second week of dating her and I had all of these fears. I'm like, if she finds out, very similar to you, if she finds out about this stuff, she's gonna leave me. And I remember getting to this point and says, I'd rather deal with this up front when we're dating instead of 10 years into a marriage. And I remember sitting in the car and I was emotional, I was scared and I just laid it out. I There were things in my past that I wanted to be honest about with her, about relationships mm-hmm. that I had had in the past and very similar to your stories. She responded with grace and it reminded me that I'm first and foremost accountable to God mm-hmm. and then to others, mm-hmm. but God allows himself to be seen by us through others. And I was just reminded again of, of God's grace in that moment. Fast forward a couple of years now I'm focused on, okay, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that looks at stuff online, inappropriate stuff. I don't want to be the guy that's dependent on, here's the feeling I'm having. I need to deal with it now. But um, after that Bible study at Phil's house, uh, one of my buddies and I were walking out and I said, man, I need to not just deal with the the sin in my life. I need to aim myself somewhere. Uh-huh. I need to be pursuing something else because if I don't, I'm just spending all my energy running away from the bear in the woods type of thing Mm -hmm. versus running to the cabin that's going to protect me from the bear chasing me and, and taking those thoughts and aiming somewhere else. So the next morning, this was profound. The next morning, instead of saying, Hey, how are you doing with your thoughts? My buddy said, what did you read in God's word today? Sure. And I said, wow, that's kind of convicting on a different level. Uh, because now it, it said, are you focused on the things sure. of God? So it's the the idea of 
if I tell you, don't think about a pink elephant, what what comes in your mind? Yeah, pink a big elephant. pink elephant. Yeah, right? the huffalumps and whatever. You know, Unfortunately, anyways. yep. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. When, yeah. when we focus on don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, then our mind is filled with the thing that we don't want to do. Right. But changing our our thought process, saying no, I'm going to aim myself at what I am to do. Um, and then what is that? The, your mind fills with the things you are to do. And there's less of a temptation to dwell on the things that your flesh wants to do and more of a uh, opportunity for your new self, right? You, and the Bible says that we're a new creation in Christ. We have uh, new desires because of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. We have new want-tos. We have, you know, all these um these, this newness of life in us, but oftentimes we deny that life because we're so focused on the don't do, don't do. And then our flesh goes, why not? Why not do? Come on, man. No one's going to know. And, you know, rather than going, nope, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, what would you like me to do today? How do I pursue you? How do I pursue God? And, uh, but I mean, I wish it was easy. The reason I have accountability partners in my life is because I can't trust me (laughs) over a long, I do well. And then all of a sudden I start slipping. So I have to be willing to say, look, I don't trust me. I need other brothers in in my life and other uh, people in my life to say, how are you doing? And, and to be accountable to them. So having uh, a group of men to who know me, first of all. And when I say know me, I mean, they don't know. Pastor Sean preaching on Sunday and he just speaks truth 100% of the time. There's some people who only see me in the context of a Sunday morning service and then they don't see me outside. In fact, there's a lady at the, at the grocery store the other day, I was in workout clothes and I said, Hey, how you doing? And she looked at me all confused and who are you? she didn't, she didn't recognize <laughs> me because she only knows me in that context. And I think we can get comfortable presenting ourselves, wearing the mask, if you will, in front sure. of people and saying we're being accountable it's like hey be praying for me there's stuff going on in my life and we say just enough for us to feel like we are confessing sin but that's a lie that's a half truth that's the enemy's tactic that he uses to to say you don't need to tell them everything because if they if they know what's going on in your life they're going to look at you differently but remember we're it's not about how people perceive us it's not it's not about um getting the affirmation from others. It's from mm-hmm. getting the affirmation of God. What does God call us to? And, and when we expose sin, it's weakened. It's, mm-hmm. it's weakened because we have brothers and sisters next to us who are, who are, who are keeping us accountable to that. Mm-hmm. And one of the aspects I want to talk about real quick to just in regards to the, the people who may be struggling with lust or pornography or something like that, what are some very practical steps mm-hmm. to take? I recognize a problem. Here's, here's what God's called me to do. He's called me to be accountable to, to, to him and to others mm-hmm. to confess my sins, um, so I can be healed. Uh, so what are some, what's up some practical steps sure. we can take to actually implement that today? If, if someone's yeah. listening and they need that. Well, it's obviously identifying, uh, is my, what I'm dealing with. Is it a sin? Is it against, so go to the word and, and look at and see what God says about whether it's sexual immorality, whether it's drunkenness, whether it's uh, anger, easily provoked, you know, whatever that struggle might be in your life, right. uh, pride, um, and then finding someone you can trust. Um, in the Bible, it says that, you know, if, if you, if your brother is caught in the sin, you who are spiritual, you who are mature should go and, and help them and to bring them out. But be careful that you yourself are not tempted. Mm. So 
if you are, you know, struggling with alcoholism, you go, yeah, I got to go to my, my other buddy who's also struggling with alcoholism and, and we'll be, we'll be each other's accountability partners that there's not wisdom in that because it's, it's a temptation for both. Um, so, so then there's, you know, misery loves company. <laughs> so often, yeah. often we'll go and look for that person who we can be open and real with. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I identify with, with that problem too. And then all of a sudden now you're both going off to the bar and getting, you know, yep. wasted. And, um, so, um, looking for someone who is maybe a little bit further in, in their walk with, with the Lord, uh, not saying that alcoholism couldn't be their struggle, but are they further along down the road than you are to say, Hey, here's some steps. Um, uh, so finding someone who's, who's a little bit more mature in the faith that you can go, you can, you know, and be, be held accountable by that person, enter into discipleship process, um, getting into a community of believers who are moving in the same direction you're going, yeah. Um, getting, you know, if you're a guy or a girl, get in a group, guy's group or girl's group or a couple's group, married, maybe you're struggling in your marriage. Um, is there a, is there a, a marriage group that you can, uh, be a part of where you're meeting every week and you're talking about, this is the direction that God has you going for your marriage. This is how to be a godly husband. This is how to be a godly wife. And so you're, you're constantly meeting at least on a weekly basis to put those things in your, in your hopper to begin to practice. So mm. I, I wanted to say something on that because I, I've talked to a lot of couples and they, they said, I, we've gone to, to, to marriage counseling. We've gone to marriage group and there's still issues. And this one specific com- couple comes to mind. I, I said, well, are you doing what they're saying? Yeah. They're, they're not. And they, they will point to the other person. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm talking with you. Yeah, are you, you can control what you do. You cannot control what other people do. Are sure. you implementing the things? So especially in marriage, we're right. going, well, if, if they start doing their part, I'll start doing right. my part. So if my husband starts doing this, then I can, <laughs> if my wife starts and we can get in that mindset, it's like a, it's this vicious cycle. It's like, who's going to, who's going to act godly first. Yeah. Who's going to make the first, first move. And uh, I love in one of the studies that says, you know, whoever considers themselves the most spiritual, the most mature should make the first move. <laughs> that's <laughs> a good that's <laughs> a game changer right <laughs> that's there. A game changer. Well, I guess uh, I should make the first move then. So. But it's, it's, again, coming to that place of are we being real with mm-hmm. ourselves? We, we can't just know the things we're called to be doers of the word. Yep. And again, I Not love that you started it. practically with, is this a sin issue, first of all, mm-hmm. or is this just a... Um, personal conviction issue that somebody else has. So being able to discern our final authority is God's word. It always has been. It always will be. There's not going to be another Bible that's created that has an updated version of God's truth. God has given us his complete truth in his word. Mm -hmm. And so we can go to it and be affirmed in what it says, but not just to be affirmed, but to confirm what we've read by living it out. And so having people that we in our life, and now I don't necessarily believe you have to be in a group of like, you know, 20 people and be super deep with everything that's ever been going on in your life. But I will say having two to three specifically men in my life that know where I've been Mm-hmm. and where I'm at now and how they can specifically ask me questions that are going to spur me on to the love and good deeds that you talked about. Yep. It, it, it is the perfect um, precautions to put in place. Again, these these only work when we're serious about them and we choose to act upon them. Yep. So um, my Monday night accountability group is we talk about God's word and how do we live out God's word. Every Sunday we have an, a, 
live in love like Jesus moment. How do yeah. we live in love like Jesus? The point behind that is we're Christ followers. So if we're going to be Christ followers, how are we going to follow Christ in light of the truth that we've read in God's yep. word? Not just become inflated with knowledge, but yeah. allowing that knowledge to work its way to our heart and to our actions and to our speech right. and actually bring the change that God wants to see in us. Yeah. So, so specifically in the area of say pornography is the issue you're dealing with a very practical step. You, you kind of mentioned it in your testimony is, mm-hmm. is accountability software. Yeah. And it's not something that's going to stop you from ever experiencing lust again, but it's, it's an active step that you are taking to combat the sin that, that Satan's trying to present to you. Your flesh desires, the world is saying, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so by having this accountability software on your phones, it, it allows you to be, um, able to fill your time focused on the things mm-hmm. of God a little bit more. Yeah. So it brings to mind in first Corinthians when it says, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man, God is faithful. who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. And with that temptation, he will provide a way of escape also mm-hmm. that you may be able to endure it. And oftentimes we fall into sin and go, Oh, where was my way of escape? God. And you know, it was like, well, it was way back there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, we used, you know, we both used to be youth pastors and are, you know, and, uh, dealing with kids, you know, so, so couples, you know, when they're dating couples, they'd fall into sin and they go, yeah, we just didn't see the, the way of escape. You know, it's like, oh, okay, well, how about the not being alone together? You could have chose that. How about not being under a blanket together, you know, in, in the dark watching a movie that was, a, you know, right. making that choice <laughs> to not put yourself in a situation mm-hmm. where you can be tempted um, is often the way of escape. And that's, so accountability software, um, and, and, you know, ask having people say, Hey, I'm really struggling with anger in my marriage, Mm -hmm. or I'm really struggling with alcoholism, really struggling with, uh, with cheating, you know, or, or, or lying or whatever. And having those people ask, uh, the hard questions. Okay. Now I know you get tempted to do this when you're here. How did you do last time you were there? And is there a way out? So you don't have to be there anymore. Um, so alcoholism, don't go to the bar anymore. Stop, <laughs> you know, yeah. well, it's, a, I should be free to do what I want. You know what? There's, there's some people who are free to go to, to a bar and not be tempted to give into drunkenness, but there are some who are not. And yeah. you just got to be honest about where you're at. I, I'm, I have to be honest about what types of movies I can allow across my screen, uh, what type of shows, what time of entertainment in my life, because if there's even an inkling of something that could awaken lust, mm-hmm. I have to say, you know what, it's not okay for me to watch that, so I shut it off, because I don't want to awaken that in me. So, I use the example, uh, I, I'm, I probably heard it from somebody else, honestly, but the example of when, when, I'm, when I feel embarrassed that there's a certain issue that I'm struggling with. Like I shouldn't be struggling with that thing. I'm embarrassed typically because I'm comparing myself to other people. It's like, I should be able to go. This is an example. I should be able to go to the bar. If other people are going to the bar, I should be able to watch this movie without struggling with lust. But obviously I'm super immature and, and this person's better than me, but we need to change our perspective to we're, we're supposed to be ambassadors for Christ. We're supposed to be showing the world Christ. And that should be the criteria by which we live. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, everybody <laughs> does not match up to the lifestyle that Christ lived. That's the aim. That's what we're aiming for. So instead of saying, well, this other believer doesn't struggle as much as I do, I want to be like them. 
we should be aiming higher. Yeah. This is where I'm, this is who I'm trying to be. Like, I'm trying to be like Christ. Yep. And, uh, yeah. When we're if honest you're, about that, yeah. if you're aiming yourself and comparing to another believer, you know, oh, they don't struggle in this area. Guaranteed they struggle in a different area. Yeah. So don't put people on a pedestal. Aim your, aim your life at Christ. Yeah. And it's, it's him who's living through you now anyways. So that's who needs to be our, our gauge. So, so we've kind of talked about what accountability is, um, why it's important. God, God allows us to have accountability so that we can live the life. We talked about sanctification, the process of, of matching our practice with our new position in Christ, mm-hmm. uh, being justified. And we talked about how, some, some practical ways to do that. We need to have people in our life. Uh, that we can be confess our sins to. It doesn't have to be a priest. You don't have to go to a, yeah. to a church and talk to a... You don't have to talk to a pastor. It's talking to another believer, someone that, that you can trust and to confess those things, expose them, because that person's going to then be able bring to talk to, to you speci- specifically. Yeah, it's bringing those things to the light. And then putting, replacing those things with righteous things. Mm-hmm. So if I'm alone for long periods of time, I know there's an, there is an inclination towards sin uh, because I'm alone, I'm, I, I know kind of th- those triggers. So what do I do in those moments is I choose to, I'm going to open the word today, or I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to spend time in prayer, but we have to make those decisions when we're sober minded, not in the heat of the moment, because we're already past the point where, you know, we use the term, the exit was back there, mm-hmm. right? Using that, that Corinthians passage, mm-hmm. but we can give the, the, what, the why and the how, when it comes to the when do you implement this, who do you implement this with, that's something you have to choose to do. That's something we've had to choose to do. I had to choose now. I need to deal with my sin. This is the person that I'm going to go to. That's something that we can't force anybody to. You couldn't force me to do it. I couldn't force you to do it. So when it comes to the when and the, and, and the who, that's, that's on us as individuals. So... Um, Hopefully this has been helpful for you. Hopefully this is something that helps you live and love like Jesus. Uh, We'll be back again with another episode. Have a blessed day, everybody. God bless you.